Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the How to Raise Money podcast with me, Ray McLennan. And it's with me, Nigel T-Best. Raymondo, how the devil Hi. are you? Nigel, yes, hanging in there, as indeed we all are, through the mayhem that seems to be coming at us daily out of our TV screens and radio channels. I just don't know what the heck is going on, except that interest rates are going up. No, they're not. They're coming down. The Horn of Africa is being blocked. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's going to add millions to transport costs. That means all the food's going to go up. No, it isn't. And bank quarterly earnings are in the billions. It's just uh, for us mere mortals down here. How do we handle all of this, Nigel? How do we raise money? What, uh, what nuggets have you got for us on how to develop property, businesses, etc. in the coming year through this quagmire of mayhem? Well, thanks for uh, cheering me up there, Ray. Um, that, that was a real, you know, shot in the arm that I needed. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, Ray. I mean, we talk about it off air uh, when we when we vent our spleens on these sort of things. But it always makes me laugh. Yeah, Ukraine got invaded, and and we found that Ukraine made every everything in the world. Um, <laughs> Uh, Gaza, Israel, you know, all, all these awful conflicts. We then realized that everything was made in Gaza or Israel. So therefore, everything, the prices went up again. Uh, tankers can't get through the Red Sea. So they go round the outside. And of course, everything uh, comes to us on a tanker. So uh, everything goes up again. It is just a way of, you know, having an excuse for putting the prices up that we find very difficult to say whether that's fair or not. And mm. the problem for us when we're trying to raise money is that these all have a, a knock-on effect in in how people are seeing inflation, how people are seeing interest rates and uh, what's going on. So how do you try and avoid all of that and do something different? Well, for anyone out there that is uh, able to access pension funds, uh, especially potentially your own pension, um, you know, this could be a, a route to doing it. We've mentioned it before, and I've, I've got a couple of chaps that I work with that I want to get on the podcast uh, very soon so that we can go through it in greater detail. But suffice to say, Ray, I had um, a, a small pot of money in a final salary pension scheme. And, you know, it. you, you have this opportunity to put it into what they call SAS funds, small self-administered schemes, which effectively gives you a bit of control over it. But to me, when when I was presented with this thing, I said, right, okay, here's this pot of money that when you get to this age, you can get, I don't know, it was something like £6,000 a year. And I thought, okay, well, in because obviously I'm only early 30s, um, you know, in, in 40 years' time, that's not going to get give me much. Um, but I thought, well, you know, what can you do with it? And I thought, well, it, it is a good scheme. It, it guarantees what you're going to get, uh, when you retire and that's pretty good. And if I died, 
Um, my wife gets half of it and that's pretty good. And if she dies, my kids get, oh, hang on a second, none of it. And it all goes back to the company. So if I cark it early doors um, or me and the, uh, the missus, uh, you know, go under the number nine bus, then the whole pension pot is lost and, and there's nothing for the kids. So a few years ago, I was looking at this and, you know, got talking to people and they said, um, you know, you, you ought to look at this and you can do it, um, set up your own scheme. And why would you want to set up your own scheme? Well, perhaps then you could invest in your own projects, in your own things. Mm. And I was intrigued and, and I said, OK, what happens when I die and my wife dies? What happens to the pension pot? And said, well, um, you, you give it to anyone else that becomes a trustee or it, it's handed on. And I said, hang on. So this thing continues in uh, in perpetuity, effectively. And, uh, you know, this is a very simplified way of looking at it, folks. But a final salary pension scheme, the gold-plated, copper-bottomed, cast-iron, you know, finest of the finest pension schemes, this is what everyone was saying. Oh, that's what you want. Never swap out of that. And I was weighing this up and I thought, hang on, hang on. But it only pays me and my wife. It won't pay the kids or they can't add to it. They can't do anything with it. And if I don't like the way they're investing that money until I retire, you know, I can't do anything about it. You're telling me there's a scheme where I can take my pot of money that sat in that final salary scheme and put it into a pension pot that I have some influence over and some decision making and what have you and it can be passed on to the next generation and so on I said tell me more well Ray cut a long story short I managed to get one set up and uh, from that um, I have a, here, here's one of the things people always talk about the fact well you can't use your pension to do uh, residential property yeah, that was a question true. I was about to ask. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, you can buy commercial property, you can buy other assets, you can buy, you can't buy gold, but you can buy gold bullion. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> you know, there's there's lots of things. You talk to your trustees, you're you become a trustee as well, and um providing you meet all the criteria and what have you, you can do various investments and get returns, et cetera, et cetera. Quick question. If, a quick okay, question. Cool. If someone is listening to this and they go, well, I've got a pension, how do I turn it into a SaaS? How long does it take and how much does it cost? Okay, the costs are not a lot. Um, it depends on who you talk to. And there are some very high profile ones where, okay, right, I'm going to go back a step. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of people can go to trustees who say, yes, set up your own SaaS. Oh, by the way, here's an investment I've got, and you should put it all into this instead. And what you find is there are huge fees, large commissions. And again, it's no, it's nothing different to what your other pension scheme was doing. Mm -hmm. You're in control of something that you're not in control of because you've just invested it in something and you've no idea what's going on. Right. What I'm talking about here is taking control of your pension and then really considering what you want to invest in and as i say you've got you can do commercial property straight off you can do residential property via a connected loan from your pension to your company so you need a company set okay. up 
Mate. This company needs to be operating in a proper company and, uh, and they keep changing the rules, but I think you need to uh, have a payroll going in this company and, and things, and then you can um, move your uh, pension into it. But for anyone that has worked in corporate life, who now has their own business, who is now, you know, and a bit of an entrepreneur and doing things and you can pay yourself through it, then this potential route is there. But you've got to be careful that you don't go with trustees who then just want you to invest in um, amazing bonds that give 15% guaranteed return because it's all cobblers. Um, you know, <laughs> do your due diligence, do your stuff, go with something that um, these people, the trustees are well, uh, you know, they, they know all about it and they've done it and they've done it lots of times and what have you. So how do you get the money? What I, the money to do residential, what I've done recently. And if you're watching on the video, you'll see me wearing my plastering splattered hoodie and my hat um, because uh, what I'm doing, I'm showing on a YouTube channel, Ray, mm -hmm. you're one of my, you're about 30% of my subscribers. I think you, <laughs> you on your own, <laughs> uh, okay. but what I did, I got a connected loan, which, uh, you have to pass tests. So you have to lend it to the company. The company has to have assets that would mean that, uh, the pension is not putting the money at risk as such. You have to then do that. You know, I have to purchase an asset over which there is, you know, title security, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially I've lent, my pension has lent my business some money. I've used that money from the business to purchase a property into the business. Mm -hmm. And the pension uh, has to be repaid within five years, normally 20% a year. So it's not... Um, and and you would expect a sort of um, a market going rate of interest. But if you think about it, okay, I've got some money in a pension. I'm lending it to myself. I am then going to try and do something that uh, I pay back my pension so that there's more money in the pension so I can do this again and again mm. and again and again. And my business now owns an asset. And so my business is growing, my pension is growing. And you think to yourself, um, you know, this is, this is amazing because you become the bank of you almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you don't have all these, um, pages and pages of questions about how much did you spend on Wi-Fi this year and yeah. you know, how much do you spend on milk or going going out to play sports and all these other sort of income things it's it's very much more uh i'm doing this for me uh me is going to repay me and me is going to be better off the weird thing is that you get questioned <laughs> you have to answer questions as if and and you sort of answer from both sides. So you say, yes, I'd like to do this. And then the trustee says, well, why do you like to do it? Well, I'd like to do this. And then they say, well, what if you, uh, what if it all went wrong and, and you, you, you know, try to rip yourself off and you go, <laughs> right. Okay. Talk me through this one. So you're worried that I'm going to do this so that I can rip myself off and make myself worse off. It's a really bizarre sort of, um, argument, but you have to go through it. It's relatively straightforward. If you've got the 
things in place. So you have the company in place, you have the opportunity in place, the returns and the security are in place, then you can get a connected loan. The loan can only be a maximum of, I think it's 50% of the pension pot mm-hmm. um, that you've got. But what it's enabled me to do is um, lend money to this, uh, to my business. I've bought a two bed lopsided subsiding house with no <laughs> kitchen that was really good value because uh, everyone else was going for standard money. And when they came and surveyors looked at the property, they went, right, you got substance, you got problems, you got this, you got that, no kitchen, we're not going to lend on it, or we'll put money on retention. So the value kept coming down, well, the price kept coming down on this house, it, it couldn't be sold, lots of people had tried. Um, and the beauty of this is you lend money to your company, your company's got the cash, you step in, and you just go, right, great, yeah, we'll buy it. And mm-hmm. um, two doors down, uh, we, uh, one of the, uh, another house has, has gone up for sale, and it's £50,000 more. Um, one across the street has gone up and that's 80,000 pounds more. So this was a great way of getting access to finance over which you're in control, over which anyone paying interest is I'm paying interest to myself. Mm-hmm. And the idea is now that uh, I'm, I'm doing the house up, I'm renovating this house so that we can add value and do the classic uh, buy, refurb, refinance. And at that point, we'll be able to uh, repay the pension. Uh, the rental income uh, will be good enough to uh, cover the mortgage and more. And, you know, it's a very surprisingly simple. All right. It never, you, we all know these things. As soon as you get other people involved, so you've got trustees, you've got solicitors involved. It all takes a bit of time. But, yep. but, you don't have this uh, deep forensic analysis on your lifestyle that the banks and other people are doing. And they seem to take snobby attitudes as to whether you've got Netflix compared to Paramount Plus or or whatever. <laughs> they judge you and then they give an arbitrary, well, we'll only, only lend you this much. You know, mm. you've got a little bit more control over it. And effectively, you can loan yourself the full amount, so 100% of what you need. And um, if you've not got enough my understanding is you can pool, P-O-O-L, pool the money together with other people who've got SASs. Is that correct? You can. That is an incredibly complex uh, arrangement. And the reason I say that is um, if you're all doing – it, it kind of needs a slightly different structure. If you're all trying to do it and all trying to be involved in everything mm-hmm. – um, yeah, that, that can be difficult because if you've got lots of trustees and each pension scheme trustee will have their own solicitor and if you've got an awful lot, um, there's an awful lot of paperwork and an awful lot of agreement and a, a lot of things that have to be done and that can be a, just a minefield. If, however, you've got a number of people who use the same trustees, you could do syndicated loans right? and use that. And I'll talk about that on another episode because... I am actually going down that route as well, okay. uh, doing something like that where I'm using my pension, my company, and syndicated loans. Um, but this, uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up, Ray, is there's, there's doubt over interest rates. There's doubt over mortgage rates. There's doubt over 
um, these weird things of uh, rent coverage, repayment coverage. Mm-hmm. They seem to be changing that from 110%, 125%, 150%. You know, what are your earnings? Uh, people's jobs might be um, in, in difficulty. And what's, what's sort of lurking in the background that people never look at is their company pension scheme. And just have a look and see if you've got a company pension scheme and just start investigating a little bit more about, okay, could I do this? Could I set up a company? Could I do some work, create all the necessary requirements that HMRC have for you to then use that company to sponsor your own pension scheme and then be able to transfer some people have worked five or six different places. They have very small pension pots in all these companies. There's potential to pool them all into your own scheme. And then that scheme could go out and buy, say, the you know the shop on your high street that you think mm. is great value. And you could do that direct from your pension. So there's lots of things that you could do. There's lots of rules, and I'm simplifying it somewhat. But you become the bank of you. And if you then lend yourself money, the only person that, you know, is going to suffer if you get it wrong is you. So Mm -hmm. it's in your own interest to make sure you're doing it right, get get it all set up right, and look at the projects that uh, the trustees, they'll do due diligence um, on behalf of the, the pension, as it were, and sort of say, are you sure, show us it? Have you got the security? Does this work? Okay, yeah, we're happy to do that. Don't forget, in a year's time, we want 20% of that loan back. So it's time pressured uh, to some extent, but a lot of people are looking to raise money. Um, So we've done this two-bed terrace house with sort of a loft conversion. Um, And, yeah, we're we're looking at that thinking, all right, you know, uh, as I say, on the YouTube channel, you can see me putting the electrics in, doing plumbing, knocking walls about, plastering, uh, doing everything. The reason I'm doing that is uh, to keep the cost down. Um, bizarre, masochistic enjoyment uh, <laughs> of of sort of doing this sort of thing. Um, but also I'm, I'm teaching my eldest um, some of the, the workings of a house and how to do it. Uh, I always think... Ray, you you probably agree, you can't manage what you don't know. So if you Mm. understand the processes that go on in a house and what goes on, um, you'd be able to manage tradespeople or or whatever. And we see loads of times, don't we? Property people, they've gone in, they think they can refurb a house for 10 grand. Uh, Three builders later, they've spent 70,000 and it still isn't finished. So Yeah. yeah, this is just keep it internal. It, it's this access to funds that a lot of people don't think about. They get an annual statement from their company saying you've got you've got a potential pension coming up. Um, this is a way of thinking about it in a different way and saying, hang on, I don't want this pension to die with me. I want this pension to go on for the mm-hmm. next generation. And these sort of schemes can do that. So I'd say have a look at it. But there you go. Mm. Something right. different. Well, yeah, there are anomalies about it. But if you are uh, interested, I would say uh, email us, hello at htrmoney.co.uk. Lots of people have been emailing us uh, on a regular basis after each episode. So for further information, uh, if you've got a pension question, Nigel is the guy to deal with that. So hello at htrmoney.co.uk. 
I think Ray, that's you're what you're you an avid you're an avid subscriber, aren't you? Hey, to the <laughs> the channel. Um, it's uh -huh. it's called, folks. It's called Escape to the Dreamhouse UK, all one word. <laughs> so at Escape to the Dreamhouse UK, and uh, just go in there and have a look. Um, Ray, I tell you what. One thing I've noticed, because although I've done little bits on houses before, I've never got, gone in and done a project like this. Mm -hmm. And I was, for the first probably six, eight weeks, I was a bit too nice to the house. I was, I'd sort of, <laughs> I'd cut a tiny little bit of floorboard up and then try and, and try and peer in and see where the cables go and all the rest of it. I would, I would carefully dismantle uh, a bit of built-in furniture and, and things like that. I would try and, and keep it nice and, and neat and all the rest of it, when in reality, what I've realized is you've just got to go in and cause mayhem, dust everywhere, rip floorboards up, get to the bottom of it, and and really blitz it. You can't be nice and delicate when you're trying to refurb a house. You've got to cause mayhem and really strip it back. Um, but it's a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating thing. My goodness me, I've moved the toilet about <laughs> two and a half feet. Um, and that, was some, that, that must have been some curry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, well, put it like this. I had to core through the wall um, to put a new soil pipe um, just the other side of the soil stack and then redo it. Oh my goodness me. We have got a house with the world's hardest bricks. It <laughs> is ridiculous. Must have Absolute... been built, it must've been built a couple of hundred years ago then, was it? When they, when they knew how to build. <laughs> yeah. The, these bricks are really heavy, really dense. So I was talking to the next door neighbor and he just said, Oh yeah. Everyone comes around and, and they go, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I've got, I've got a drill that'll do that. He says, yeah. Three broken bits later, they, they stand there going, these bricks are really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it look, it's fun, folks. So if you're thinking, OK, not only do I want to raise money, but I also want to see how you do a house or I want to do a house. I want to do my own house and all these things. Two things from today's episode. Have a look at what pension pots you might have available that you could potentially down the line. And it could take you a year to set this up, folks, or more. Um, don't think it's a quick process. It's all about HMRC approval and things like that. Um, it, it won't cost you too much. It's a few thousand pounds, um, depending on who you use and all the rest of it. But you could be your own bank. And then the other thing is, if you want to get into property and you want to learn how to do things, uh, watch watch my show and then you'll know most of what you don't do. And uh, <laughs> you can go right. do something else. So. <laughs> well, on that particularly fantastic um, dream house bombshell, um, that's it for this week. I have been Ray McLennan. I'm still Nigel T-Best. See you soon, folks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours? <laughs>